Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Good morning and welcome into Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Sports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. No Walker today, but there is a Nick Roush and Bustin Justin Kalen, the Scooter Dingus. TJ taking a, is this a weekend getaway, Scoots? Uh, No, he's got his Sanex golf scramble today. Well, but it's a three-day weekend, so... Uh, I mean, I don't. He didn't get away anywhere, to my knowledge. I, I, I imagine getting away he, to the golf course. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, then. So I'm leaving for vacation tomorrow, and then I come back. I'll be back on Sunday, but then I'll miss Monday's show for the U of L media scramble. So is that? Well, I, wait, I, wait, wait. I think I can up, call this up. a whole vacation. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. You're going to you, Justin Kalen, gets to be in the Louisville. Media scramble. I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. So John Spears. John Spears plays every year, and he just asked me this year. He was like, "Hey, would you want to play in that?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah. I've always that's. I mean, I've always wanted to play at Cardinal Club. So really happy I'll get the opportunity a week from today. This is this is bullcrap. <laughs> it's absolute bullcrap. What's your qualms with it? My qualms. I, I, First off, UK, have a golf scramble for your media. Kiss our butts <laughs> a little bit. Secondly, you you how are you U of L media? I, oh. I produce for I produce for shows that talk U of L. I think that qualifies me. I mean, you do produce as many, if not more, than Trevor Kelsey. At this point, <laughs> so. And Spears is always in. You are Spears, the producer. Yeah. So, yeah. Is, are they doing the the scramble in the morning? They are. So I think first. I think I want to say RT times at nine. So I may come okay. in for the first hour on Monday, but I'm I'm I trying mean, it's to in Shelbyville. That that also is like kind of far. Away. I'm trying to set up a surprise for you all next Monday. So Ooh, we'll uh, could be a first surprise. We'll see how that plays out. Well, here's. Um, I, I was thinking about. I was. I'm, I might end up just taking the day off because my uh, my sisters and um, 
brother-in-law, they're they're coming into town this weekend, and he's getting us on at the Cardinal Club on Friday. Nice. So I'm probably just going to have to take a little PTO. Um, but you know what? I might just take the show off now because everybody's taking a day off the golf. So On Monday? So, Friday. Oh, okay. I got you. I mean, it would be kind of a jerk move if you weren't here, and also I wasn't here for it's, TJ. But he's got he's got P Diddy. P Diddy will be in the house. P Diddy in the city. He That's is right. In the city. Um, Scoots, how uh, how was your weekend? You're, I know you're getting hyped up for this vacation. Um, you're you're going to be the farmer Scoots and the Dells in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so, uh, what what what's what was your weekend like? It was very, very busy. So I had some loose end things I had to tie up before I leave for vacation. I had to, That's how vacation works. You got to work hard. So yeah. You, take <laughs> it, you know, five it, days off. You know, I hadn't had a vacation in a while. So I forgot like how much effort goes into it before you actually leave for vacation. Just all the things you have to take care of while you're still here. So I had to, I had to wrap up some media f- high school football previews that I do for another company. Um, I did get out and go golf on Saturday. So that was cool. I didn't think I was going to have the time to be able to do that so that was a lot of fun went to my mom's on set on friday night and swam in the pool so all in all it was a pretty good weekend i just yeah i was so busy i wish i wasn't that busy but it is what it is i'm ready for vacation though Roush. i'm 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 counting down the hours i've got six radio hours and eight hotel hours so 14 total hours and i'm out of here baby the i love your countdowns <laughs> the the um the thing that I've just, it's not only just work from a work perspective that, you know, you've got to kind of crank up before vacation to make sure all your ducks in a row. But once you get children too, there's a, if you're taking them, there's a long checklist. And then if you're not taking them, there's a long checklist. So just having a day to drive to Ohio to go to a wedding get the kids all situated, have them taken care of, have the dog taken care of. Just, it, it can be uh, quite a bit of uh, labor. Now, so, you know. do you pack the kids' bags first before your all's? Because I imagine the kids' bags, that's one of those things. So I got my bag out, like, on last Tuesday, so almost a week ago now. But wow. I, it was, it, I, I haven't really put anything in it. I've got some clothes sitting beside it that I know I want to bring, but I haven't really packed it yet. But I imagine if I had a kid... That would be a pretty easy bag to pack. Now, I feel like I could have packed that a week ago and we'll still need the same things that I would have packed. It's less about the clothes and more about making sure snacks. The Yeah, you know, sound machine, uh pacifiers for baby, um you know, you need a pack and play for them to sleep in. Like don't forget the stuffed animal or Dukes is going to lose his mind, you know, like there, there's like, there's very much a, uh, there's a routine, you know, once you, you got to pack the bottles, like there, there's a lot of other stuff, um, which toy is going to keep him busy. Have we downloaded movies to the iPad in case there's downtime in the car and we're bored. So it's more of the, the other things that are a nuisance to pack rather than just the clothes and diapers and pull-ups or whatever that may be. That makes sense. And thank you for making me feel grateful that I don't have kids this morning. Cause that sounds like a lot. I'm I'm struggling to pack for just myself. I can't imagine having to do that for kid or kids. I mean, I, Scoots, I'm just impressed that you have packed. Like you put your bag out because <laughs> I I packed on a Saturday 
to leave for SEC media days on a Monday, and I was that's the most advanced I've packed for anything in years. I mean, Usually I'm night before. Like I said, I haven't put anything in it. And, and last week when I told TJ that I had got my bag out, he was really impressed as well. And I told him verbatim that I, while I may be a world-class producer, I am also a world-class procrastinator. And I knew I knew it was going to come down to Monday night, and I'm still needing to pack. So I really I have a lot to do tonight. And my some of my family wants to meet up for guys' night tonight. And just, oh, it's going to be a it's going to be a bear I mean, of a day. Scoots, it's not like oh. It's not. I mean, it's all of, fun stuff, other than eight hours of work, which is going to blow. But but like you, packing's not that difficult. There's it's probably not. like a couple of shirts that you want to make sure that you get in there, right? But like, it, here's the the question I have. I know people that would do the Wisconsin Dells, but they would do them during the winter time, and they would go to the indoor water park. Is this outdoor? Water park stuff like how what what are you what activities are you actually doing while See, you're going to be there? Yeah, I don't know. We, me and TJ also talked about this last week. I have no idea. My buddy said that him and his wife have a whole itinerary. I initially told him to send me the itinerary so I can know what to expect and plan for and all that. And then I sent him a text right back, and I was like, actually, hang on to that itinerary. I'm just gonna I'm gonna fly by the seat of my pants, do whatever they've got on the docket, you know. So it'll be fun. I know we're gonna do. We'll do a lot of of water activities his kids are big into water they're big into water i'm big into water so i know we'll we'll spend some time at a water park it's hard to tell for me though roush because there's one that's attached to our hotel that looks like it's all indoors but there's also one right a couple blocks away that is outdoors so i don't know we we get free access into one of them i'm hoping it's the outdoor one because i'd like to get some sun when i'm up there on account of this is the only month of the year you can get sun in wisconsin so well, yeah, they, I mean, I would imagine they get some sun, but it can't be a lot. I mean, you know what? People from Wisconsin. You know what blows my mind is I have talked to so many people in the last week and mentioned this vacation, and everybody knows about the Wisconsin Dells. I've literally never heard of Wisconsin Dells until this trip got planned, and everybody knows about it. They've all been giving me suggestions, go to this restaurant, go to this bar, so that's been really fun for me because I didn't realize that was that popular of a touristy spot, I guess, for vacation. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of the Cool Kid Club and go to the Dells. Well, get an airbrush t-shirt while you're up there. That feels like an airbrush t-shirt. Uh, kind of yeah, probably probably not going to do that. But I will bring you some Spotted Cow. So. That, would be, that would be wonderful. I would appreciate it very much. Um, I did appreciate having the the kind of day off to do the weekend wedding, but man, ha- we, we we sat down for lunch um, about I don't know twelve thirty one o'clock at a Mexican restaurant, starting then and then not stopping until eleven eleven thirty. That's a woo, yeah. So you had a wedding we, this weekend? Yeah, in Columbus. God, you and TJ go to more weddings than anybody I've ever met. So that was wedding. I think it was only my second wedding this year, but I'm I'm in two though this fall. So that's uh yeah, that'll be quite a bit. Quite a bit. And then you know, that's all the stuff that comes with it, which is fine. But it was it was fun on Saturday, but I just I know Brooke, she had not done the full day marathon there for a while. So mm. um the dinner, it was like, come on, let's let's serve this dinner up, let's get some water in you. We gotta we got a couple more hours, and we ended up. It ended up being good. That the venue was very cool, where 
it was uh reminded me of like a botanical gardens or something um and so it had a barn like setting but it was it wasn't outdoor barn i'm sweating in the suit sort of deal they had air conditioning so that was nice and they had this little outdoor patio area area where at night they you know built a fire and you could make s'mores you know that was cool um and um that best part of the night uh going to weddings that bring in like a second round of food uh, oh, a midnight snack yeah that, that that's that's the real move and i've had uh like my, my sister's wedding they had white castle which that was a great move for a second um, round yeah, like, That's you know, awesome. probably 30 minutes, an hour before wedding ends. That was great. That's uh, fantastic. Done pizza. Drew Franklin had uh, mellow mush, or no, excuse me, mad mush cheese sticks, which that was, I thought that was my favorite move. But this one, they had make your own walking tacos. And Scoots, I don't, I don't know how often you've had a walking taco, but that's a treat that is for only on the rarest of occasions. And it always hits harder after you've had, uh, you, you've 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 been served up with some fine spirits, and that was just incredible. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And and you don't even have to have fine spirits before eating a walking taco. It's just one of those things that the anticipation almost gets built up so much because, like you said, you don't ever have them. I mean, you can go three, four, five years between walking tacos that when you finally get to it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then, and then the options with it, you know, you can do Doritos, you can do Fritos, you yes, can do like, yes. it, there's so many options. I'm a big walking taco guy. And, and they gave us the option too. Like a lot of places, it's just, you're kind of stuck with it. Right. Mm -hmm. I've usually had Fritos, but this, you know, got to have my Doritos or my Fritos. It was it was incredible. There is and nothing. It's one of those things. I'm, I was just gonna say the best walking taco is with the chili cheese Fritos. Just saying. Yeah. Well, and you don't have to crush it up as much once right. you kind of assemble it. Yep. Um, yeah. My my big thing is it's one of those like you could make it at home, but the and actually we kind of do where if we'll make. Uh, taco salads at our house we'll have you know doritos to crush up as our croutons to make that salad really healthy Good croutons for you. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing nothing like crushing up doritos uh to make your salad healthy but something about the little bag and having the fun size because i'm not buying fun size chips for my house maybe once duke starts up school and packing lunches it just becomes easier that way oh yeah but like that's just not around so yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like the only other place I've had it in some college towns, or like you maybe you stumble upon it in a food truck, but it's such a, a fun little, ah, so fun. It was a great add to the wedding, and it really helped because the band that played was a great sounding band, but they played the worst music possible. <laughs> I mean. And it wasn't even the genre, the style. They played 80s music, right? But, like, it was like the Catalina Wine Mixer band where they're like, we're only playing 80s Joel. And it's like, <laughs> can we can we mix it up a little bit? Like, okay, um, Living on a Prayer. That's a fun wedding song, right? You get everybody singing along. Um, but then don't follow it up with um, the two more Bon Jovi songs, including the It's My Life. It's a great like, song. What, what, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a fine song. I enjoy it, but it's not a wedding song. Uh, um, they, I mean, it kind of is. They're, it's it's their life. They're doing what they want to do. I can see that yeah, being but, a wedding song. But it's not a dancing song. Like, they played <laughs> this song, Urgent. Urgent. So urgent. Urgent. Like, how do you dance to that? Doesn't sound I mean, like you it, had enough spirits, Roush. No, I have plenty of spirits, but it's just... Then you should have been gonna, able to dance to anything. No, but that's that's just wrong though, Scoots. Like that is factually <laughs> wrong. Like there are eight, there are eighty songs that are great that will get people dancing. That they just dirty deeds in the done dirt cheap. I'm sorry, like uh, ACDC, fine. That's not wedding dancing music. Uh, Rick Springsfield, Jesse's Girl, that would get people <laughs> dancing. The Outfield, Your Love, that would get people dancing. They even had a saxophone player, but they didn't play like uh, Careless Whisperer. Or, you know, they, they, they were busy playing uh, Here I Am, Turn the Page, which is a slow song. Like, if you're <laughs> going to play the Silver Bullet Band, play uh, uh, old school rock and roll, right? Like, you know, like there, there's so many options. And it felt like they were only hitting the tracks that were the boring, what we're not going to dance to this song music. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody so upset about music at a wedding. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like live bands too rock and they had a woman who she did not look like somebody who would jam out with a keyboard and a synth, but then also throw a saxophone on. She had like, I mean, she looked like an ant. She had an ant haircut about her, but she was freaking rocking. And it was just the song selection. I could have done better. Now they did have an intermission. And after the intermission, they brought out, um, I don't want to call them boomsticks. But they brought out like props and lights that glowed up and sung, you know, light up glasses, sunglasses. So like people got more into it then, but they, I, they just the set list. It just wasn't wasn't great, Bob. Wasn't great. Were they taking requests? Not at all. Okay. I mean, like over your dead body. And also funny to hear you enjoy the glow stick and boomstick part of that so much because I said that U of L football game, the glow game, would be a lot of fun, and you all hated on me. Yeah, but like, are they gonna? I mean, it's a football game. It's a little bit different. Than I imagine it'd be the same thing. You'll have like glowing glasses and glow sticks, and I think it'll be fun. You could, you could not wear the glowing glasses though. It was just going to give you a seizure. I mean, it was <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, but no, it, it was it was a good time. Uh, good. It was also fun seeing. Uh, Typically, when we go to weddings with her friends, I mean, one of the people there, they just had their fourth kid, you know? So, like, n normally people are rushing back to their kids. We were just like, I'm just tired. Um, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> so, it's, it's 11 o'clock. This has been a long day. Let's let's get some sleep. But I mean, Ralph, all yeah, all, how, how are you going to get father of the year when you barely saw your kids at all last week? Sheesh. I know, right? And while I was gone, Frank... You know, the day we come back, Frank learns he's learned how to climb up the stairs. He climbed up oh, the nice. flight of stairs. Sweet. Yeah, which gotta get the baby gates up now. Um, so that'll be fun. Um also the Duke uh my, my parents watched him for the day, so they took him down to our lake house. It was a nice day Saturday. Um they had some other family members they recruited to come along, kinda help watch him. And uh Duke caught his first fish. Wow. Yeah. Did he yeah, touch he it? He was very excited. He had been practicing with his little Zebco at my parents' house. 
and that was that was my question too, Scoots. I was like, so, you know, was did did he just hold the pole, or I mean, was he even holding it? Like, you know, I've been around plenty of kids where they catch it, but you kind of catch it for them, and then yeah, they hold it and reel it in. But he was down there by himself, and our little pond. I mean, it's it's a big pond. You can see him. You're 25 yards away from the boat, and uh, he didn't even say anything. My cousin was like, "I think that bobber's going under," and he re- he went down there. And by the time he got down there, Duke had already reeled it in. He needed help pulling it up out of the water, but it was a good size fish. Really, he set the hook up. and reeled it in by himself. That's stupid impressive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much like actually hook setting. I think the fish might have helped a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, fish. like yeah, it was yeah, it was a dumbass. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, it didn't swallow the hook, and I mean, it was a good sized bluegill. That would it would have it definitely was a keeper. Um, one of those that made me jealous. But he was high, jumping up and down. So um, he's definitely hooked, if you know what I mean. Ah ah ah! Dad joke of the day. There we go. See, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. And we've got a full slate of uh, dad-tivities coming up. He's going to the zoo today. Hope the the rain stays away. And, yeah, we got a whole big weekend with the family coming up. So, uh, should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. And we're going to have fun on today's show. We're going to get to your text on the Thornton's text line. Um, it was actually a surprisingly busy sports weekend. Um uh, lot going on, um, not in necessarily the major sports, if you will, but still, a lot of sports to catch up to. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. We're going to get them all right after this break. We'll be right back. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Kentucky Roll Call on the Big A. Roll Call. Will come, Ray. To Kentucky Roll Call. For reasons they can't even fathom. We're back, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, hanging out with you on a Monday morning. TJ Walker should be back tomorrow. Um, Scoots has a vacation around the corner. A lot going on, a lot going on. And before you hit the road, make sure you stop in your local Thornton's Fuel Up using that refreshing rewards card to save at the pump. I'm a big fan, too. I mean, it's a Monday. Treat yourself. Get that work week rolling by stopping in and getting a fresh cup of coffee at Thornton's. And Scoots, my new, I'm a, I'm a black coffee guy, but really treating myself to a Thornton's cup of coffee with the ice cold French vanilla creamer. It's like my, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'm going to be in a couple weddings. So I got to look good. I got to shed a few LBs. 
that's my new treat yourself is having the the afternoon sweet cup of coffee. That's like my dessert now. Now, do you so, drink that hot as well? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever I, I, ever drink cold coffee? I will every once in a while. Uh, but like the problem is, is it's just sugary garbage. Like it's yeah. it's the worst of the worst, but it's so good. Uh, McDonald's has one that I know is just loaded with junk, but um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll get one of those. Yeah, I'm not a coffee guy, but I can drink it cold. I, I drink maybe five cups a year, and, and when I do, it's normally always cold, over ice. Yeah, well, because when you do the cold, there's a lot of milk in there, and milk's just milk's got a lot of sugar in it. I mean, you give it to kids to help them grow and gain their weight because – it's just got a lot of sugar and fat in it. So, yeah, I, I got to generally try to uh, try to avoid that. But I don't avoid Thornton's because they're the best. Um, stop by one today and download the Refreshing Awards app before you go. Scoots, it was a, kind of a big sports weekend. We had the Open, which was very, very undramatic, yeah. very little theatrics. Yeah. Um, because Brian Harmon, he 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 pretty much won the tournament with a huge Friday, and then just held on. Uh, I did enjoy waking up with a a little a little bit of a hangover on Sunday morning and just getting to sit there and watch those golfers just be miserable. Um, especially when they were teeing off scoots, and by the second shot, they're they were already soaked. Like, <laughs> like wait. How wet they, they? You could see how wet they were, even though they were under their umbrellas and doing everything. Their their clothes were already wrecked, and it's like, oh, they're still on hole number one. <laughs> Good thing is though that they were a majority of them that I saw were wearing rain suits. But yeah, that was wolf. You talk about I don't care how much money's on the line. I do not want to play in rain like that for eighteen freaking holes. That looked looked awful. Uh, wow, weather that scoots won't even play. Yeah, I, I will not golf in rain like that. No shot. Did not know existed. By the way, Brian Harmon, I was watching uh, the trophy presentation. He's a little guy. Do you realize that he's only five foot seven? I mean, that's my high. He's an inch taller than me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he was standing next to uh, Lamprecht, who got the low amateur of the tournament. I think Lamprecht is like six foot seven. Made Harmon look so tiny. I, I need to see that visual. I've not seen that yet. <laughs> it, I did, was, uh, it was pretty hilarious. I did see that our pal Aaron Fleener was drinking out of the Claret jug with Brian Harmon yesterday. Nice. So, that's pretty cool. How, um, how'd our boy I, JT Poston finish? He did all right. It was He was plus two. He was right around even for the whole tournament. But Sunday, I think Sunday got him from being under par. But top 50, made the cut. That'll do. I think it was tied for 41. But, yeah, that'll that'll do. Um, and he did well in the Scottish Open. I think he was top 10 top, or like 11th or something like that in the Scottish Open. So he did pretty well across the pond. Um, I uh, as, as much as I loved having the weather on Sunday, it would have been like Sunday is actually when you want to see scores and yeah. you want to see somebody put some pressure on Harmon. But nobody really did. John Rahm. That dude, he was fighting just to make the cut on Friday and then shot 63 on Saturday to get in contention. That was impressive. Yeah, I. Uh, um, so as you know, I, I bet normally on Scheffler, Rahm, and, Matt, and Rory, but I stayed away from Rory this tournament. I only bet on Rahm and Scheffler. 
And Friday, I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are dead in the water. Neither of them have a shot. And I turned the TV on on Sunday or Saturday, and there is John Rom sitting in second place. I'm like, what in the world happened? Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? That was awesome. So it gave me a little I mean, hope going into the weekend, but he still faltered. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even at, at there was a couple moments where um, I, I, it wasn't Rory hit a long putt early on. Um, I mean, but anytime somebody would make a couple putts and you were like, ooh, Sepp Straka, he had, he had a couple long ones, but uh, Cam Young, I mean, he just never could really get anything going. The greens got so wet that they couldn't they couldn't read them anymore, right? You, um, you know why Brian Harmon won this tournament, Roush? Why? I didn't see his final stats, but I know going into yesterday's round, Brian Harmon was 44 of 44 from putts 10 feet in. I mean, that is that's ridiculous. Yeah, it um the the he he I mean he led the tournament in putts. Yeah. And, fewest putts he was awesome um and even under pressure he only shot i mean shot one under on sunday (laughs) you know so i i loved all the folks that pointed out that he looks like myrrh from uh impractical jokers like if he had a beard which i believe is 100 percent correct so Uh, i I enjoyed that i'm gonna have like him i'm gonna have to look that one up i don't i don't think i see that one Okay. Part of me. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They're like brothers. That's hilarious. <laughs> the the only boy, well, Andy's a little guy too. Um, and so, like, I like part of me. Anytime you get one of these no name random guys, it's uh, I don't like. I, I'm happy for them, but at the same time. Because, I mean, this is career-defining, but at the same time, it doesn't I mean, it doesn't move the needle as much when you have a no-name win and there's oh, no theatrics. For side. nobody. No drama. For absolutely nobody, it moves the needle. Nobody wanted to see Brian Harmon. Nobody, I mean, like they're all like you, and I was in the same boat, Roush. I mean, I'm happy for the guy. Great job getting it done first major, but nobody was like, yeah, Brian Harmon did it. You know, he's, he's not oh. one of the popular guys you want to see win that tournament. When you had, I, I, I was listening to it on my drive home, like, and not constantly. I mean, it was a blowout, but I'd kind of turn it on here and there. Um, and I heard one of the phrase uttered, and Brian Harmon fans, they aren't going to have to sweat this out. And I was thinking <laughs> to myself, who are the Brian Harmon fans? Are these his? His family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's it. I mean, that, that family, family and friends. <laughs> that's it. Family and friends, that, that's all. In um, his defense, though, he might have gotten a, a lot more fans this weekend. So, good for him. Yeah, and just even on morning golf, you're not going to see the the tweets, the all of that sort of stuff. Like, you, you need to have some sort of drama, but instead it was just watching soggy people play golf, which is <laughs> fun when you're hungover and you're, you're just kind of laughing at their misery. But we didn't get a lot from um, the Open this year. But congrats to Brian Harmon, champion golfer of the year, which is hilarious title. Um, I mean, just having that is, I mean, that's wonderful. Like, be, being able to just say, I'm champion golfer of the year. <laughs> and, the, and the nice little paycheck that came with it. 
Yeah, decent, decent paycheck. And a cool little jug to drink out of. It looks much easier to drink out of than some of the... Uh, like, that. the Claret jug looks like an actual drinking vessel. It... I was... You know, and I know I've seen that trophy before, but I was really disappointed how small it was. When when Brian Harmon grabbed it and he just looked at it like, hell yeah, this is awesome. I would I was just like, not, is it? Like, I, w- I would be very underwhelmed by that trophy. Yeah. Just give me my check and let me get out of there. No, but see, that's the thing, though, is it's an old school trophy. It's like it one is. that... Yeah, no, there's a lot of history behind it, but... I don't know. Just it's little. I I I would expect more grandioso. But see, but that's what makes it easier to drink out of because it's an actual jug and not. It's not like you need help drinking out of it. Like you're drinking out of the same cup. True. <laughs> that's true. I, I mean, I don't I don't know that I would drink out of a trophy anyways. But teach their own. Come on. I, I I really don't think I would. Yeah, but. Maybe I would. I, I can't. I can't really say till that moment. I mean, Scoots, it's it's the same thing where if you're in a large group and people are passing around a bottle of whatever, taking shots, you, and are, do you say no every time? If it's vodka, absolutely. But if it's something else, you'll take a swig. <laughs> yeah, moonshine. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll hit the moonshine. That, that's what I mean. Like, wh- there's a there's a peer pressure sort of aspect to it, and if you have a once in a lifetime chance to drink out of a major championship trophy you're drinking out of that thing scoots yeah you're probably right good good reasoning the, there i'm, I'm with like you the now. one the winemaker trophy is is too it, it's it's too large but it's not it's not so large that you couldn't do it you would just definitely spill it all over yourself <laughs> i'm trying to think if i've ever we the the move uh for some of Brooks' friends is to drink out of the centerpieces. These we did not do that this week. What? Because it was a little too classy and fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you you see how many beers you can fit in it, and then it's like, all right, well, how much can you drink out of it? And this, normally the centerpieces they're probably about four to five beers. This is so south end of you. Oh, this is this is Ohio friends too. This isn't even me. This is a Bush Lighting Company. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Next wedding I go to, that's all I'm gonna be doing is looking at the centerpiece. Can I use this as a drinking vessel? <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. Oh, it's hysterical. Uh, it's a great, good, great time. It's also a good time on the Thornton's text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number you texted in. We read it on the show. Um, Scoots, we didn't read them all last week, did we? I thought we did get done. Dang it. Oh yeah, because we've got Scoots' top five movies to get to today. Oh, we better do that tomorrow. We got we better wait for TJ, right? Plus, I don't have it solidified yet. I think I do. I was thinking about that a lot this weekend, and I think I've got four of my five locked in. I've just I've got to really search tonight for that fifth. So yeah, I'll give those tomorrow when TJ's back. How about that? Yeah, but we might need the content, Scoots. So. <laughs> I mean, it was a busier sports weekend for July, but it's still July. Yeah, and that's, I'm curious because you said it was a busy sports weekend. We had, what, the Open and then what else? Because I, I didn't really pay attention to much else. The Reds got a sweep. That was fun. They're back. Yeah. Back. Many people said the Reds were dead. Five uh, straight. Yeah, they had to lose. Was it four straight to win five straight? Correct. But yeah, they're winners now of five straight. Ellie De La Cruz got out of his slump. Yep. Got, yeah, hit, hit a bomb the other day. Uh, that was much needed. 
it, it, I because like I love how quick that baseball fans are to sort of freak out. Have pitchers figured out Ellie? Was he just a uh, no? Like it's baseball. It's very hard. Yeah, everybody hard goes sport. into a slump. I love when you get the random tweets too that are. Uh, X amount of people have ever played baseball, and it's you know ten percent of a stadium's capacity. Just to, baseball's such a hard game. I feel like Spears is always retweeting stuff like that. <laughs> it's very much a Spears tweet. But yeah, baseball's very hard. It's difficult. You know, you go through your 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 ebbs and flows, and the the just the thing that the Reds their problem is they always lose to their divisional foes. Yeah, I mean. They're losing to the teams they're familiar with, and then they play the really good ones who are at the top of the NL standings, and they beat them. So, like the Diamondbacks, uh, who were in first. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so, they weren't in first when the series started, but they're they're right there. And the Reds now are only half game back of the Brewers. So, I saw a tweet yesterday. It was a guy like putting it into perspective for the Reds, and he was like, "Hey, y'all, this." Uh, this team went 62 and 100 last year. So how about we temper our expectations because to go from 62 and 100 to winning the division is seemingly impossible. So I'm I'm hoping the Reds can continue to win and do the seemingly impossible just to shut old buddy up. Yeah, I mean, but you don't making it to where I mean that 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 is a, a spin zone. I mean, Reds fans, I think, are going to be happy no matter what. They're going to feel ahead of schedule, but you still are striving to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, it is it, it's great to know. My, my father in law, he likes to send me texts. You know, I, I, I what win are they on now? Fifty four, fifty five. Yeah, so you know, he'll send a text. The Reds won their forty seventh game last year in late August, and it was. <laughs> So, though it's good to have that sort of perspective, but also it's not seemingly impossible to win the division because the division stinks and yeah. it's wide open. So, like you, you shouldn't lower the bar that much uh, when the division is there for the take the the taking. If you just don't blow it, for, for the lack of a better term. Right? By the way, for <laughs> for what it's worth, Reds are in first now in the wild card standings. And there are two teams, Arizona and the Giants, right behind them at a half game back. Or no, they're—I guess they have the same record. And then the Phillies and Marlins are a half game back. So the top five wild card teams separated by one game. Pretty crazy. Well, and the the wild card—it's also much easier to get in the playoffs now than it was, you know, five, six, seven years ago since mm-hmm. they changed that format. Yeah. And it's a different format that I still haven't quite figured out because. Seemingly, you know, football season starts, and then all of a sudden I look up and it's like, oh, playoffs, baseball happening. And then I turn it on, and then the games are fun for the first day games. And then then I figure out who the teams are once they actually get to the divisional series. But, um, but yeah, Reds, you should – it's there for the taking. Just don't blow it. I know the trade deadline's around the corner. A lot of folks are – you know – I love the move to Scoots that everybody's just wanting another starting pitcher mm-hmm. um, right before the deadline. And there was a, a good tweet that showed the value that the Reds got by trading away, starting pitching. Like, starting pitching, not always a good thing to give up a bunch of stuff for long term. 
um, for short-term game. What I am going to be fascinated about, though, is who's going to get uh, an Otani rental for half the year because that seems to be inevitable now. And I just – I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I know they uh, – it, it's, it's going to be to a team with a lot of prospects, a lot of cachet. I don't think the Reds want to do that, but it would be a lot of fun to have Otani and Ellie De La Cruz on the same team. Yeah. And he would be starting pitching. But I do think it would be – it's like, okay, you finally built up your farm system. You've got a good thing going long-term here. Don't don't give it up just to make the playoffs this year. You don't need to do that. But it would be a lot of fun, though. It would be a lot of fun. Well, and Otani doesn't guarantee the playoffs either, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. The the Rays, I know, are a team that's kind of in position to do that, and I know they're in playoff contention, so that that wouldn't be fun. But it's the, it would be the most random pairing ever. This huge baseball superstar, and he's playing in the freaking trot. All I know is I need next Monday to get here because that is the deadline day. Because my gosh, I am so sick of hearing about Otani, and and not just. Not just from a per- trade perspective, like what he's doing on the field is is crazy as well. We've just heard his name all year long. I just need this trade thing to be over. Oh, so you don't like good players who just do things that have never been done before? No, I do, and I appreciate the stuff he's done on the field, and I, I somewhat like hearing about all that, but just this whole trade thing, it's been exhausting. Like We've been talking about it for not specifically us here on the show, but people within sports media have been talking about it for two months now, and it's just... It's gotten me down. I need Otani to be traded somewhere. Make it fast. If you want to make it happen today, that'd be great. That would be that would be great. Um, but it's the summer. Got to have something to talk about. Shohei Otani, a lot of fun to talk about. Baseball's got to be grateful that he's a big part of it. Um, and a lot of people, they're talking about it on X. You Are you on the X, Scoots? What's X? X. It's bigger and Xier. Oh. Elon Musk has made Twitter a part of the big X Sports Radio. He's changing it to X. Is he really? A rebrand. Yeah. Have you have you logged on Twitter today? No, but it's not Twitter anymore. Check your top left corner and it says X. Hang instead on. of the Twitter bird. He's doing a rebrand and it's it's so dumb. Mine still has the Twitter bird. Interesting. But yeah, there's a thing. Welcome to X. The logo has been changed. We're now X. Um, But the thing that's funny about it is it's X.com. And yet, all they did was just roll out a logo. Everything is still Twitter.com. Your tweets are there. Search Twitter. I don't... It's just so stupid. I mean... The logo looks fine. I mean, it's just your dumb, boring logo. But I just don't... I don't... I don't get it. I I don't understand... I don't understand why... I mean, it was such a big deal for him to buy Twitter. And now... I just don't. I I, I don't understand. I'm not going to call it an X. People are still going to call it Twitter. I mean, I... Yeah, I I don't understand, but I mean it's just another it's just another reason to think that like okay, well this is this is going in the wrong direction. All right, Roush. Here's here's the deal. 
I hate change more than anybody, and you all know that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of change. But this one, I think I like this one. I mean, if you weigh Twitter versus X, what sounds more badass? X, for sure. And then, and, and what it comes down to is Twitter or X versus threads. What sounds cooler? X. I think it's a good move. I like it. The problem, though, is is like now you're supposed to say, yeah, I'm going to send an X tweet. Just everybody knows what that is. There's a certain element of rebranding where you 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 can't go too far and changing what something is and has been for so long. I get maybe wanting a new logo, but man, uh, people just aren't going to do this. They're not going to. They're not going to go for it. I do think, though, that making the website x.com um, sets people up for potential failure. If you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Exactly, I mean, do you just type type a couple more X's and you never know what you may be getting into exactly. there? <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. It just... Not great, Bob. Not great. I'm sure it's going to be talked about. I've I've tried to, like, I'm not an Elon fanboy by any means, but I've tried to resist saying that um, this is going to, Elon's going, it's the end of the world, Twitter's dead, mostly because I'm in denial about it. I don't, I use it more, I mean, it's my job is to be a Twitter person. So I've been in denial over whether or not X is going to, and Elon is going to spiral this thing out of control. But just every single move, everything seems to get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, you, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily in this boat, but I've held off on wanting to pay for Twitter. But Zach and Jacob, who reach out to a lot of recruits via direct message, I mean, they're basically making them buy Twitter to be able to do that to an unlimited capacity. So it's getting more and more difficult to do their job. It's not the end of the world, but man, it uh it feels very very dumb. Feels very dumb. What just makes you wonder like what 44 billion for what, you know? Like what's the end goal here for Elon? And in the part that's frustrating for me too, Scoots, is Elon is is, is great at a lot of things. Couldn't he just leave Twitter alone? Like how much better would the world be if he was still focused on his electric cars or, you know, what, whatever his other projects were. Right. There's, there's a lot of stuff out there. If he wasn't, he basically bought uh, a building and he intended to flip it, but instead he just caught it on fire and he's been trying to put out various fires ever since. It's, I mean, it's not a bad metaphor, right? You buy this old historic building that's in pretty decent shape. But when you try to turn it into this new fancy awesome thing that is specific to you and make it look contemporary, contemporary changes to an old historic building can look dumb and you can run into problems. And then there's a leak and then there's flooding. And then, oh, now you see the foundation's a little messed up. You got to pump a lot of money into it. And while you're doing all this, it's stalling your revenue. And the revenue has really, really gone down for Twitter ever since then. So. And that whole metaphor... About the building just sounded exactly like the website. 
They got to get it fixed. It doesn't sound great, but what does sound great is this text on Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A1 on your burger is the move at Five Guys. That That is a, a move I don't consider enough when I'm making burgers at home. I did that Friday. Did not think to put A1 on it, but A1 is a good move on a burger. Especially, I get the the fried onions on it, too. Man, I, I'm struggling here, and maybe the text line can help us out, or you can help me out, Roush, but... A1 is one of those things that I really, 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 really like. Like, I, I like A1 a whole heck of a lot. But I don't put it on anything. I don't I don't ruin steaks with it. I would probably not really enjoy it on a burger. I just, for me, A1, I need something to, like, dip it in, you know? And it's not going to be, like, a French fry. I don't know, because I, I like A1. I just never eat it because I don't want to ruin steaks, mainly. Well, but if you what, what would you want to dip? Yeah, I don't know. That's like may, oh, maybe if they did like steak bites. Well, that, you, that's probably what I would dip in a one if they had like little bite sized steak bites. I mean, you could you can do that. It's no, yeah, yeah, no, chop it up. Yeah, but Just I feel like a cheap piece of sirloin and boom. Steak bites, but I'm not gonna chop. I'm not gonna chop up a whole perfectly good steak, you know. Like I want to eat that mm. as is. Yeah, well, that, what I do can't, you think? I steak, can't be helped. What do you think steak bites would be? It's <laughs> a good point. It would be, be just chopped up from a bigger, larger piece of meat. <laughs> I just need more uh, A one in my life. Is what it comes down to. Have you ever had cheese balls, like fried cheese balls? Uh, no, but I'm going to the land of cheese tomorrow, so I'm sure it's I will. True, you're, I, you'll get fried cheese curds. Wait, um, are you? Is yeah. that like a cheese curd? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, a fried cheese curd is typically a flatter, different texture. The cheese balls I'm thinking of are usually like pepper jack and cylinder spherical. Oh, you know what? Like Cluckers has um. So they used to have these, like, tri- they were triangles, but they were, like, mac and cheese bites, and then they also had spicy cheese bites that were the pepper jack cheese. So I, I, I can yeah. picture what you're talking about. Those I, I feel like those wouldn't be bad to dip into A1. That's true, yeah. Um, or, like, an onion petal or something like that. Ooh, onion petal might be the call. That, that might, that that might sounds be the move. That we've, we've worked our way. We've workshopped our way through this. Now we're hungry. That's what happens when we get to the Thornton's text line, we've got some more great texts to get to. We've also got some basketball to talk, Scoots. Uh, basketball Woo-hoo. coming to the Bluegrass this week. Sure. Exciting time here on the Big X Sports Radio. I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome into Hour Number 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. 
on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, getting a little golfing this morning. So Nick Roush and Justin Kalen holding down the fort. And you know what my favorite part of a golf scramble is, Scoots? What's that? When you play 18, you come back, and they've got a big batch of salsaritas catering waiting mm. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. And the thing is, too, if you're organizing a scramble, Salsaritas makes it so easy for you. Just download the app, punch in what you want, what you need, just tell them in advance. Salsaritas, they'll bring it to you. It's so great, so tasty, so satisfying. And they've got something for everybody, whether you just want a little beef tacos, chicken, um, all the fixings, they got you covered, along with tons of their wildly addictive chips, hot salsa, queso, guacamole, salseritas. It's simply the best. They've got two locations, one in Middletown. That one's got a drought there and one in St. Matthews right there. Conveniently located off Hubbard's Lane. Check out salseritas today and tell them KRC sent you. I wonder if it, if they would, what they would say if you were like, yeah, Kentucky Roll Call sent me. What, what would the person behind the <laughs> counter say? Who? Do what? Huh? <laughs> that or maybe they're an avid listener maybe so they're like that's the only reason i work here because i uh heard it on krc and thought it might be a great place to work i mean it's a great place to eat great place tell you that (laughs) uh scoots did you watch any of the footy this weekend uh soccer yeah i I did i watched the uh usa game on friday night that was uh, I mean, I don't want to hate on him, but that was pretty underwhelming. I mean, TJ was right. He saw the six and a half goal line. He was taking the under. That Yeah, I was, was a smart I, thing to do. Hard to win by seven goals or more. I don't know. If you think back to past World Cups with this women's team, 10 nothing or like 9-1, like those games were on the table in past World Cups. So that's what I was expecting going into Friday night. Uh, my prediction was 11-1. to um, they didn't get anywhere close to 11, but they won and they won pretty comfortably. And it was a lot of fun. The, uh, I mean, I do think in debuts, uh, the, the U S women's national team has warped our brains because they've opened up world cups with like 11 to nothing wins. But one would, I think it'd be safe to presume that new group, new team, they've been playing together, but. There's going to be a little bit of a, I don't want to say a rough start, but you could, while watching the game, and you could even hear the commentator saying it too, The they just weren't connected as well as they typically are, and they weren't finishing. I mean, Alex Morgan got denied a PK. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there was a lot of moments that should have been goals. I know Rapino, she had one that got played in the box that she just skied well Oh, over that one was that, ridiculous. Like, what are you I mean, doing? Yeah, like they, I mean, they had so many moments like that where, all right, that's, that's normally a goal. That's normally a goal. Yeah. So, nevertheless, they still got the three nothing win. Um, <laughs> Listen to these stats. Have you seen any of these stats from that game? No, no, I've not. Hit me. USA had 28 shots. Vietnam had zero. Seven Jeez. shots on goal for zero. Vietnam only had four saves. USA had zero. 
10 corner kicks for USA, zero for Vietnam. They had zero corner <laughs> kicks? Zero. <laughs> See, and, and to your point, the stats are not reflective of a 3 nothing win. That's no. like a... That is like a 6 nothing win. But you got to give some credit to that tiny little Vietnamese goalie. I mean, she had a couple impressive saves that, I mean, should have been goals. But she just she made great plays on it. So, got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. It, it was a fun game, though. And I, when do they play next? Do you know? Yeah, I'm glad that they that wasn't the only game we get to see in primetime. They've got the Netherlands Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. That so That's, that's going to be a heck of a game. Central time for you, Scoots. You're going to be – that's primetime boozing for Scootsin. I may or may not remember it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so that's the next game of group stage. But while that was happening, too um, – it, I, I'm I'm glad I didn't get a, see a lot of stuff online about uh, people being sexist if they wanted to watch Messi because people were just happy to watch Messi. He played in his first game in the MLS for Inter Miami, and he subbed in late, and it was the most perfect ending to a Messi. I, I mean, the theatrics could not have been more. Right, you bring him in. And then it's a tie ball game, 92nd minute. He takes, uh, and now I can't even, why, why it's, he didn't take a PK. What's free kick, free kick. Why couldn't I think of the word free kick? Jesus Roush. Um, but that was probably from what, like 35 yards out or so, give or take just outside of the box far enough to where it's okay. You need somebody good to be there. And he just freaking spun that thing into the side of the net. It was the most perfect ending to a debut. I mean, you couldn't have asked for more. Just a beautiful shot, beautiful finish, right in. The crowd, it was electric. You had the fireworks. Oh, it's in stoppage time, too. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I mean, just and the pink kiss. And the pink jerseys on top of that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't very see it. Miami, very MLS. I didn't you know? see it, so I'm actually watching it now. I don't I don't know well, how had, I missed you, that. Excuse, you got to get on the internet every once in a while. <laughs> I don't, yeah, because that was that was very much a the women's games happening in there at this point. I think they were up; they had gone up three goals, and it was getting it was getting boring. You were wanting more, and then all of a sudden, you see the messy goal and the tweets that follow, and oh man, just an absolute electric factory online. So there was only two minutes of stoppage time, and he kicked the ball right around the four-minute mark in stoppage time. That's, so it was it was going to be the last. Awesome. If they got to save, the game was going to be yeah, over. That's that was the, the last possible moment. And that place is freaking packed. Yeah. Good Probably grief. only holds, I don't know, 12,000, 15,000. I mean, it's not a huge venue. Um, but I know tickets for it in the secondary market were outrageous. So... Um, Messi, they paid $50 million and I saw a stat where the, the price to get Messi here was worth the payroll of five MLS teams combined. So yeah, they went in heavy on Messi and man, the return on investment, (laughs) it's hit already. Uh, I haven't seen, I'm curious what the Apple TV plus subs that went up, like how many people signed up just to watch him? Because a lot of his games, uh, Apple has the rights to them. So 
And the the thing I haven't figured out yet too, because I have Apple TV Plus. I'm there to watch Snoopy, not MLS. <laughs> I'm wondering if I can get all of his games just because I have it, or if that's a separate package or not. Mm. I, I imagine he could probably get them all. By the way, their stadium seats twenty one thousand. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, pretty solid size. I think it's one of those things too, where they have, um, you can buy a Sunday ticket version, but they also just are going to put all of the messy games on there. Um, so I probably could have turned it on if I wanted to, but instead I just got to witness it through Twitter. Imagine what the MLS could become if we had all those players on MLS rosters. Like what if Pulisic stayed home and didn't go over, to Europe, what like? There's so many guys that you can think back and like. If they were in the MLS, this league would be a lot bigger than it is. Yeah, and there is right now. It's it's basically been a uh, aging superstars, yeah, kind of league. You know, um, the first one was David Beckham, but that was forever ago. Uh, more recently, you had Zlatan Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. go to LA. And Nicely be a star said, there, Roush. Very impressive. Oh, Zlatan was my favorite person to play with on FIFA, what was it, 11? Oh, okay. That makes sense now. Back in his heyday when he was playing, I don't even remember who he was. He was playing for a French team. So you you heard a lot of Ibrahimovic. Oh, Ibrahimovic. It's so fun to say. And he had so much power. So like you could just rip it from 40 yards out, and it was no big deal. Uh, But um, And then now Messi, you're going to get two years of Messi while he's still Messi. And – the the soccer heads believe that this actually will do more for the like those guys kind of set the table and that Messi is kind of taking it one step further. So I, I'm I you know Nate Silver, the big nerd that he is, said something. It feels like it's a market deficiency that you don't have a premier soccer league in America, and maybe this is what takes it to the next level. Where maybe it's not. Of the English English Premier League level, but never. You know, maybe it's up there with um, La Liga or even. I know you love your Bundesliga, but I'm downgrading the Bundesliga because Bayern's just dominating it so much that it's not even fun. Actually, this year was a lot of fun. They did not. So I'm sure you didn't see it, but the end of the season this year, I think I want to say Borussia Dortmund was up one point meaning all they had to do was win, and they were up, I, I want to say it was 2 nothing in like the 70th minute. They let the team they're playing come back and tie. Bayern ends up winning in extra time, so Bayern won the oh, Bundesliga. Wow. So it, I, this I year's... I theatrics, but I didn't realize it, it was that. Yeah, this That's year crazy. was really exciting, which I felt bad because Olpa's a big Borussia Dortmund fan, and he was, he was kind of... His heart was kind of tore out because he's in the same boat as you. Like, Bayern just wins it every year. Give us somebody new, you know? Yeah, and that's my um, – like, I how do I phrase this nicely? Because I'm one of those I'm, – I'm a World Cup fan because I just know the teams. Like, it's easy for me to just pick a country and ride, ride with mm-hmm. it. If we got – if MLS got to a level that is – you know, La Liga or maybe not like the top of the tier, but maybe second tier nationally, which I guess they probably technically already are. Um, but could you could you get behind watch? Could you get an MLS team? Could you follow along with the scoots? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe it would be, I, yeah, I don't know if I could as much as I would like to think because I would still, 
I'm still kind of soured over the whole Louisville not getting a team type deal. But, yeah, it's like who would you cheer for? You know, Nashville, Indy, Cincinnati. You can't cheer for Cincinnati. That's that You just can't do that. See, and that's the thing that's so frustrating is it's all of these regional – all the – Louisville's never going to get an expansion team because oh, no. they have three of them within an hour and a half away. Yeah. So, I mean, the dream is dead. I don't know why they didn't want to push for it or whatever it might be, but you know that could have been fun to be a part of. Um, but instead, yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing too, Scoots. The way that these pro sports franchises their value—that was the time to do it, and we're just going to be second tier forever yep. in the city of Louisville. Well, at least the women are the first tier. Yeah, and it's cool to like follow Savannah Demella. Didn't she get I an mean, assist was, on Friday? That I don't know. I know she I got the start. Was falling away. But yeah, she got the start. And every time nine would get the ball, I'm like, oh, DeMello, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? It was also really cool uh, seeing Trinity Rodman out there, Dennis Rodman's daughter, who, fun fact, she is the highest paid player in, in WSL. So, did not know that. Yeah. Huh. The more you know, the more you know. And we're going to learn more on the Thornton's text line 502. 502- 414-1450 is the number. The texture says, who's winning in basketball? This current UK team or UofL's TBT team? Actually, Scoots, let's save this for after the break because I want to talk TBT and slam ball and all that on the other side of the break. Wait, did we have save... slam ball this weekend? Oh, Scoots. Did we? Yeah. Dang it. It's back. I meant to watch it. I didn't realize it started this weekend. Say, say your DVR. <sighs> say your DVR. Yeah, I'll have we'll, to check we'll it talk out. about it on the other side of the break. Uh, what is your all's favorite topics to get on a well-known pizza spot, i.e., Domino's, Papa John's, etc.? Huh. I'm a big uh, pepperoni banana peppers. It's like a very like, so we have a go-to kind of order from Papa John's that's going to change because uh, Duke is now and he's he's firmly in kid mode. Just make it cheese. So, uh, but it was. Sausage and green pepper, pepperoni and banana pepper on our two-topping, two-medium pizza order. Hmm. I'm a pepperoni bacon and then pepperoni mushroom. Okay. Those are my combos. The bacon uh, is a fun, like, you really taste it at the Domino's. I've gotten, um, I've gotten to the point, though, Roush, where... And you, you can do this with Duke as well. If, if he's eating cheese pizza, get the cheese pizza, and then when you get it to your house, put your own toppings on. Yeah, yeah. We did a uh, homemade pizza yesterday with uh, oh, thanks for the invite. and peppers from the garden. Thanks for the invite. I mean, it was like the homemade pizza is one of the easiest quick meals you can make, Scoots. Are you, are you all growing cu- cucumbers? Yeah, but it's... I, I don't know what happened to him. I was gone for SEC media days. They were popping up left and right. Probably got a dozen of them. And I came back, and the plants are just, I mean, they it was a disaster. I had, to, oh, I had no. to chop a lot of them off and throw it away. I think what had happened is they overgrew one another and suffocated each other until they, like, I, I don't think it was like a watering thing, like an overwatering or an undering watering situation. I think they were too crowded and kind of choked each other out. So I'm hoping if I can thin it out, then some will regrow. But I, 
this is my first year trying cucumbers, and it's been a experiment to say the least. Well, there goes that. I was going to ask you to make me some pickles, but you can keep your bad cucumbers. <laughs> I've made pickles before um, with my in-laws, um, with her grandparents. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to get back to the drawing board and the cucumbers uh, for next year. So um, another texture. On the Thorns text line says, "What's the longest you all have ever waited in traffic? Oh. Have you ever had one of those standstill scoots where it's just yes. hours on end of not moving?" Yeah, about. I think I even talked about it on the show, but yeah, about two years ago, I got stuck. I was like the twelfth car in line, about a quarter of a mile from my exit to get off. And a semi had flipped, and it was laying across the road. And we were projected for like a six-hour wait time for the road to get clear. And luckily, they had stopped traffic. Like, shortly after I came through, they had shut off the interstate so nobody else could get through. So I was one of the last cars in line. And... I was just looking at my clock, and I was like, I cannot sit in this traffic until 2 or 3 in the morning. We had roll call the next day. I was going to be exhausted. So I actually put it in in reverse on the highway back to the next exit and went home that way. So I only ended up waiting about an hour before I made that decision, but it could have been a lot worse. I think the longest ever would probably be... I don't know, maybe two, two and a half hours around the Atlanta area when I was driving back and forth between Jacksonville and here at some point. I know I got stuck in traffic a number of times, despite planning my entire trip around Atlanta. So, yeah, traffic, no oh, fun. Man. My, um, <laughs> one of my wife's friends uh, received a Snapchat, uh, <laughs> and her husband they were going to the Reds game and it was supposed to be busy or I don't know if it was Reds or wherever they were going in Cincinnati. And he went on MapQuest and printed out multiple ways to get where they needed to go just in case traffic was bad. <laughs> and it was, it's like, how old are you? Is I mean, I old? know you're a little bit older, but dude, the whole point of having the GPS on your phone is to tell you if a wreck happens so you can avoid it. MapQuest isn't going to give you up-to-the-minute updates. It's always it's always great uh, working in a hotel. You get a lot of that with the old people. Hey, can you print mm-hmm. me out directions to uh, Slugger Museum? Yeah, no, oh, no problem. Great. You don't have a GPS in your car? Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'll print you out some directions. It's just I, weird uh, there's still a group of people that does that. It's so easy now to get wherever you need to go. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> it really, really is. I, uh, I've i been lucky where I probably haven't had anyone that I've been sitting there for more than an hour. But I did have one time Brooks' whole family was coming down, and they got stuck on 71 for, I mean, three, four hours <sighs> with kids in the car, too. I don't know how they survived. Jeez. I really don't. Yeah. So that's never any fun. That's never any fun. Um but we do, before we get to a break, I do need to send some condolences out. We had a of unfortunate, just gone too early moments. Um, 
Tony Bennett was the story of the weekend who passed away at 96. He was not gone too early. (laughs) Right. I mean, the crooner, he lived a life well lived. And even Alzheimer's, when it got to him, I mean, mean, he still performed at 95, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with dementia symptoms kicking in. So he had a life well lived, but some others passed too soon. Uh, Jeremiah Collins, he was a three-year player at Male High School transferred to a school in Murfreesboro, Oakland, and was getting ready to play for Austin P. this fall. Um, and I think he was going to and from um, his home when he was in a single car accident, rolled over in Nashville, just like that. Mm. I mean, terribly, terribly tragic, terribly sad. So prayers up to his family. I mean, he was getting to go to play college football for, and get college paid for, for free. I mean, just... Horrifically sad. Um, and then another guy who brought a lot of smiles to the area, Ron Sexton, who oh. you know better as Donnie Baker or Floyd um, or Kenny Tarmac from the Bob and Tom show. I mean, he was calling in doing those voices for 20 years. He toured around town. He did local radio around here. Um, he passed away while on tour. Uh, very sad stuff. I didn't. Scoots, I didn't know he did Floyd and Kenny Tarmac. I almost like those guys better than Donnie Baker. Oh, no. Donnie Baker is the GOAT. I, I freaking love Donnie Baker. I saw that news. I guess it was Saturday, and I was I was pretty distraught when I read that. But I was listening to Bob and Tom's show this morning, and they were they were doing some some remembrances of him. So that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm anxious to get out of here and turn it back on on my way to work and, and see if they're still talking about him because he was just such a big piece. And he was one of those guys growing up, you know, that – I thought he was a real person. I didn't I didn't know that that was a guy doing a shtick. I truly believed that Donnie Baker, his name was Donnie Baker. He talked like that. He he did all those things. So, when I when I learned that it wasn't his name, I was kind of uh, kind of got to me a little bit. But yeah, either way, what a what a great guy. He brought me a lot of laughs over the years for sure. You see, I thought he was just exaggerated. I mean, I thought he was a trailer park guy, but like, just like played up the bit, yeah. right? About his mom, Phyllis, and uh-huh. working the strip club and all that. But um, it's also one of those things, too, Scoots, that that kind of show isn't really around anymore, but it no. was very popular in the 90s with uh, uh, Burbank. And I mean, he had, he did all the voices on WLW in Cincinnati. You had Bob and Tom, obviously. And then Terry Miners used to do a lot more of that. And that, that was the kind of stuff we grew up to listening in the car, um, you know, prank calls and to say stuff like that. And you don't, you don't get that as much anymore. So very sad that that's kind of being phased out. And even, I mean, Bob's got cancer now. I think he's in remission. Um, but, uh, just very sad, very sad. So yeah. prayers up to all his family. Um, I do got to say my favorite bit of all of his bits though, the song Turtles and Whores is one of that and Turkeys and Whores. Just funniest. I laugh every single time they're played. Um, so shout out, shout out to Ron Sexton. Uh, thoughts and prayers to all of his loved ones. Uh, he will be missed. By the way, Roush, you brought up prank phone calls. I got a call yesterday from a San Diego number. I'm like, oh, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. It. <laughs> It was a voicemail from Santa Claus basically telling me that I better be good this year. He's not bringing any gifts to my house. And funny, funny, funny stuff. 
So I looked up this. So are, I we looked, bringing, are we bringing uh, prank calls back? Well, no. So We're going to have to do this on our morning show? I, uh, I searched the number, right? And I was reading all the reviews, and everybody was all heated. I keep getting calls from this number. Off-color Easter Bunny, blah, blah, blah. I don't want my kids to hear it. And there were several other Santa Claus comments, too. I just I thought it was great that I was a part of that. So I, I don't let those things get to me. I just listened to the voicemail and thought it was pretty hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, let's get to our final break. We let's come back. Talk basketball. TBT's in town. Slam ball's back. There's a big three. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll do that and wrap up the Thornton's text on right here. Kentucky Roll Call on the big app. Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. People forget Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> bullfrog? Let's go. Yeah, he was a good friend of mine. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink his wine. Welcome back in. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll the Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We're going to get the whole gang back together one final time Tuesday morning before Scoots hits the road, Woo-hoo. goes on vacation. Scoots, you're going to be out in the sun, so you better remember to pack your Shady Ray. Oh, Roush, don't you worry, buddy. I've got all three pairs of my Shady Rays ready to go, although... I should probably leave one at home because it's my mystery pair, and I cannot get the replacement promise on the mystery pairs. So I better bring the two pairs that I can get the replacement promise, just because I just in case I lose them. You know, I might might drop them in the water, might step on them, might sit on them as I'm sitting by the pool. So yeah, just having the option to be able to get that replacement pair is why I go to Shady Rays. Best sunglasses in the country. They you, they look stylish. They look cool. Everybody will compliment you. Trust me because it happens every single day to me. Love my Shady Rays. Make sure to go to ShadyRays.com. Type in Big X in the promo code spot to save 25% off of your order. And that, that 25% really adds up. That Really, that's what enticed me to go to ShadyRays.com to get my sunglasses. So, yeah, they're going to be a must-have in Wisconsin. They should be a must-have in your life as well. I'm just glad to have a little fun summer basketball back in my life. And it's funny, the, the timing is impeccable. It's almost 10 years to the date that the Louisville basketball team was in the White House with Obama holding up a sleeved Zubaz jersey. Ugliest jerseys that's ever won a title. Oh, I love really Zubaz. That that love Zubaz. Yeah, but those jerseys sucked <laughs> um, with the sleeves on them. Like, you can't have yeah. a sleeve jersey. Um, but a lot of members of the, that team, they're in TBT playing. Uh, their game is Tuesday night at 7 at Freedom Hall, but there'll be four games to open up that regional, culminating with the final Saturday at noon. And uh, I actually think I'm going to take the boys Saturday. Nice. It's 7 p.m. It messes with bedtime. Um, and I don't really care at that point. I, this Louisville team, 
I don't know if they're built to be good in this tournament. Um, having Russ Smith, he's he's the wrinkle in there. I don't know how good – like Shane Bahannon, good Shane Bahannon would be good in this tournament, but I don't know how good he's going to be. Um, I did see at least a story from uh, Brooks Holton, a uh, former KSR guy and a CJ guy who – said that like Bahannon's very grateful because it feels like he gets to end his career on a not so low, not such a negative, the way he went out at UofL. Mm-hmm. Um, which Shane Bahannon does get crapped on a lot. And I always like Shane. I felt bad for him. And I, I didn't know him personally, but we ran in the same circles. And that's why I felt bad for him because it's like, man, I would have probably gotten in trouble with the same dumbass stuff too if I was – able to live the dream that he was living he didn't have anybody to to kind of steer him in the right direction right like he just won and got to kind of do and whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. until he couldn't get away with it anymore and I, i i'm not saying i would have done the same thing but i can kind of sympathize with with his situation where like was he a bad guy? No. He was, a, for all intents and purposes, he was one of the nicer guys on that team. He just was an idiot who didn't know when to say no. Um, and just, I mean, that happens, right? Like, everybody's had that friend in college that went too far. So, I'm glad he sort of gets a chance at redemption. Um, although, I don't think this, these guys are old. I mean, it's been 10 years. Yeah. You know, they're, they're our age, Scoots. They're the, a lot of the guys they're going to play against are much newer out of college or they've still been playing ball. And actually one of them, probably one of their best players is going to be Chris Dow, who's at Eastern, who's been playing, who's active and was on, um, he was on, I think the money team last year and has been an active overseas player since then. And he was, uh, I forgot where he played. It might've been Xavier, but Dow was good. He was just short. He was like five, 10, six foot. Very physical player. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm excited. I love TBT. TJ, we talked about it a lot. We're just we're big TBT fans because TBT is very much a who's who of mid-major guys that just didn't have the size to make it to the next level, but we're very good college players that are recognizable names. And I I'm I'm I, I like that they get a shot. It's very competitive. In the way that they play basketball, too, it's it's a familiar style. You know, we're, it's harder for me to put my finger on specifically what it is, but it's 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 kind of like watching. I mean, it it just feels closer to like a good college basketball game where the players are skilled enough to make shots, but you can change up defenses. Um, you know, like you have to. It's guard-oriented, but it still pays to have a big that can go inside out and do some post moves. So I enjoy it because it's pretty quality basketball, and that's why ultimately I think Louisville is going to have a short-lived TBT journey. Oh, you think? Yeah, I don't – as that texter said, who would you take, this UK team or this Louisville team? I'm taking this UK team uh, every day because this Louisville team, I mean, their big is Shane Mahanan, right? Like. Yeah, but right you know, now with this UK team, your biggest Trey Mitchell. Right. And that's where they could get beat up by some other TBT teams, you know? Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is that UK passes the ball extremely well. Extremely well. 
Um, and I just don't know if they're going to have the camaraderie to be successful at this level. Nick Mayo, don't get me wrong. Nick Mayo is a good wing um, for them. He was an EKU player that is a little bit younger. Um, he was a prolific scorer. But like Onawaku, I mean, that guy, he's he's going to be useless. He's going to be absolutely useless in there. Um, so I, I just, Rakeem Buckles, like, Ugh. You think they lose their first game? They might win one. Like okay. I, I do think Russ Smith is a good enough player to will them to some wins. They've yeah. got well, you a couple threes. You got Peyton Siva too. Siva though, I, I worry about how slow he's going to be because he was never the most athletic guy, right? Um, so uh, really, that's where I think Kentucky. If you if they played right now. They would obviously have an athletic advantage. Justin Edwards would just tear them up. Um, but the way they pass the ball, that's a premium in TBT. And that's where anytime there was any sort of UK team, or I know DeMarcus Cousins had a team, you you got to have good ball movement and then one guy who can kind of take over. And I, I, I think Russ Smith can at least get them one win. Kyle Couric, his picture is in a Barcelona jersey so maybe he can help enough um in that regard so i'm i'm fascinated by all of this like I, i'm fascinated to watch it play off because i think louisville fans should have low expectations if you are a louisville fan listening you should go to the early games to make sure you get a chance to see them um uh, but yeah I'll, I'll just be watching and i, I i've got a saturday at noon's perfect time to take kids post nap time you know, eat a little early lunch. So you'll uh, go no matter who's playing? Yeah, yeah. Because I'll probably know somebody. And either way, like, the TBT games have a lot of juice to them. There's a lot of, at stake. <laughs> you know, I mean, these guys, I mean, this is a significant paycheck for all of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, Eberlein Drive is one of the teams in there. Archie Goodwin plays for them. Um, so, like, there, there'll be... There will be an equally um, amount. Uh, whoever is going to be playing, I have a feeling I'll know somebody. So, um, but TBT's back. I saw their advertising for Big Three and Slam Ball's back. So, Scoots, you got to choose one of these summer leagues. Which one are you watching? Um, I said last week that I enjoy, and this was a ridiculous take but I'm, I stand by it I, I enjoy the the three the on or not on three the three three v three what do they call that big three the big three yeah I like the big three better than the TBT something really? something about just three on three basketball half court I just love it my problem is it's just a bunch of old washed players it is oh it absolutely is and guys it's that are intense yeah and guys that Despite me saying you had more space last week when on with three on three, and you just got a lot more guys that like to do the one on one game. But yeah. I, I enjoy the I enjoy the three on three, so I'm that's going to be my choice. But but I forgot, like I said, I forgot about slam ball. If I realized that was this weekend, I probably would have watched it and maybe maybe just maybe got hooked. So I'll check it out. <laughs> um, I. Uh... I'm probably picking TBT, but it's mostly just because I figured out the Elam ending. Mm-hmm. And we had one Elam ending that a team went on a 15-2 to two run and won, which is just wow. incredible. I mean, they were getting their ass kicked. I do the like Elam the Elam ending. 
Yeah, and it's it's like a fun. This is the one time of the year it's happening. Slam ball. I'll probably. I mean, I might change my tune eventually, but it's just so new. I mean, it was it was very fun to turn it on and you know watch some face offs, but but I'm getting reacquainted with the rules and just the lack of dribbling at times. Where I'm like, what? How does this work? And so figuring out the rules is kind of a challenge. And I also just don't know any of the people um, yet who they are. Um, whereas like that, that is a benefit that TBT has. There's usually some familiar faces. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's I'm, uh, I'm still taking TBT, but uh, maybe slam ball can overcome it. Slam balls a lot on ESPN plus, but they've had some on ESPN two and ESPN U. So just keep your head on a swivel. The, the smart thing is they've got it in Vegas and making it a Vegas event will make sure that they're at least selling tickets because there's always going to be enough people in Vegas to go watch that. Oh, thing. if you're and, out in Vegas, you would go watch it for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's the perfect afternoon activity yeah. um, where you're just going to go watch some dude. I mean, some of the highlights, I saw some guy while just watching in regular time, the blocks at the rim and the face-offs are just as good as the dunks. And then there was one highlight that ESPN tweeted out where a dude – I mean, he came in and was challenged at the rim, and he did a windmill to add more power, and he just, I mean, it was an impressive-ass dunk. <laughs> and before he got on the trampoline, he had to, like, shove somebody off him. I forgot that element where you can just, like, truck people yeah. in open space. Mm -hmm. It is it is physical. So I'm, I'm slowly getting my way back into it. Glad it's back. And this is a nice reminder to our listeners that Slam Ball is, in fact, back. Love it. Can't wait to check it out. Texter on the Thorns text line says, what was your favorite Disney movie growing up? And what is your favorite Disney movie today? Well, TJ had the terrible take that Cars is bad. Cars is a great movie. Um, yeah, I saw that. He's get, yeah, just a terrible take. Um, very fun movie. Cars 2, not great. They no. made it a spy movie. And Cars 3 is, a, is, is fine, but not good either. I mean, it's, it's okay. I'll just say it's okay. Um, but favorite movie then, it was Lion King and Aladdin were my big two that I probably watched the most growing up, Scoots. Yeah, oh, Lion King for me, for sure. And it, it's still going to be Lion King today. Yeah, that was in our wheelhouse. If I had to choose now, one that I really enjoy um, is the Princess Frog. Or, it's either Princess Frog or Princess and the Frog. But yeah, I love the New Orleans music, and I haven't seen it a lot so i don't have it memorized quite as well as the others so like that and then hercules has great music too um mm, i don't so remember hercules. I a little guys huh i don't remember hercules too much that was my brother's big one uh i remember i had the mcdonald's right plates well. as a kid oh that those were coveted <laughs> items wish i had saved McDonald's those they're plates. probably worth some money now uh but the music in that is wonderful Great text in the Thorns text line. Since when, since when did Marcus Lee pay for Wichita State? He didn't, but he's been on that TBT team now for two years in a row. So, and that, I mean, all these alumni teams, they need other guys uh, to join them. By right? all accounts, uh, played pretty well too, right? Yeah, I did not see the final results. Um, like if, they, if they're still alive or not. But I did look up prices it's $15 to get in the door for the early session on Tuesday at two and four 
when the Louisville players play, 25 bucks a pop, and then the rest are 20 bucks out. The quarterfinal game next Monday, are you going to be back, Scoots, next Monday? I will be back next Monday, yeah. So that's going to be two regional winners playing against each other. In Louisville? That's at 9, yeah, that's at 9 p.m. We might have to uh, do a boys' night out for yeah, that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. That's after bedtime, you know. I can, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm game. Fifteen bucks. Winner goes on to play in the quarterfinals in Philly. So, mark your calendar. Mark your calendar. Texter says, when fans will fans view having their team in a twelve-team college football playoff as the same as a Final Four for basketball? That's from Steve. Yes. Yes. You think and, so? I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And here's the here's the reason why, Scoots. All of it is based on how we frame it. Because in Division Two, it's the Elite Eight. If you get to the Elite Eight, that's the last weekend sort of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the ultimate goal is to make it to that. Same thing with Final Four. If they change it to something different, like, I've always thought that if it was the Elite Eight instead of the Final Four, Tubby Smith would have done 25 years at UK. Like, because that was his ultimate wheelhouse. And hell, same for Cal. He went to five in eight years. But yeah, so I, I think it is all about the framing of it. Um, and the other part of it, too, is that it's still v- going to be very hard to get to a 12 team playoff for most teams. Oh, yeah. Now it's different, it's different for. You know, there's going to be your Alabamas and Ohio States and Michigans and like the the big brands are going to make it more often than not. And it's actually probably going to make it easier for them to make it in because they can afford to slip up and still get into the college football playoff. Um, but I, I think from a to answer your point, yes, it's and it's going to be viewed the same way that going to a BCS bowl was back in the day or a New Year's six bowl is. Where I mean, when Louisville won the Sugar Bowl, that was huge, right? When they won the Orange Bowl, that was huge for their program. So I, I think it's still going to have that same effect. Is it going to be as difficult as making it to a Final Four? I would still say probably getting to a Final Four in a single elimination tournament is more challenging. Um, but I don't know. You know that that that's up for de- debate. That could we could do a whole show on what's harder to do: reach a Final Four or make a 12-team college football playoff. And it's also one I don't think we can fairly judge until the 12-team playoff gets here. Yeah, I just see it as being, I don't know, maybe if you get down to the Final Four, and this is going to sound really stupid, but maybe if you get down to the Final Four of the college football playoff, it'll be like the Final Four for basketball. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see making, being one of 12 teams as being equivalent to being one of the final four teams in basketball. Like you said, Rouse, a single elimination turn. Well, but see, but the the argument I'm going to have and not make yet because I don't know it, but these super conferences and the schedules that you're going to have to play to reach that, and a lot of them are going to have to also win a conference championship game. I would imagine that six of the 12, if not more, are going to be coming from one of these mega conferences, like an SEC with Texas and Oklahoma in it. I mean, that's just, that's hard. It's hard to do, and you can only afford one or two losses. Whereas, like, I mean, Kentucky's made the Final Four with nine losses. So, you know, I mean, that's where it, it comes down to kind of personal preference. So, 
Um, and like I said, I feel like you could almost spend a whole day arguing, a whole radio show arguing, which is more challenging. Yeah, no doubt. Next texter says, John here. Good Monday morning, everyone. Hey, Roush, I found out that there might be weapons used before or during my match coming up this Saturday. So, yeah, some pans or chairs might be used. Man, my back already hurts just thinking about it. Tell me, if everyone was healthy and Cal had the roster to do a one-on-one one -on -one basketball tournament, who would win? We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, Justin Edwards would. Because he's just, he can play bully ball. Well, a lot of those other guys can play bully ball. So there's my answer. But I love that sound, John. I actually think getting hit with something in the back, if you knew it was coming and could brace for it, would be much better than getting slammed. Like, if you're getting slammed in a wrestling ring, Scoots, if you don't hit it just right, I mean, the whole the whole back operation just... Oh, yeah. Which, man, I slept on mine wrong. And I've also been... I mean, it's been a lot of different beds over the last few weeks. My back is just wrecked right now. So, whew. By the way, John, I'm taking Trey Mitchell on a one-on-one -on -one tournament. Interesting. That would probably be the uh, – the Trey Mitchell-Edwards matchup, I think, would be the most fun. But yeah. I also think one of Mitchell's greatest strengths is his passing. You take that away, then, you know, it's tough. It's tough. ASC North predictions. I'm a Browns fan, and I got Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers with Everton within two or three games. <laughs> um, man, Steelers will not finish last. Promise. Scoots, I'm just so worried that they still have Matt Canada there. I actually like what I have some faith in Kenny Pickett, and you know Tomlin's never going to be out of it. But Matt Canada just sucks so much. And is so boring as a play caller. I've got two Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin and the Ravens. Like they could be sneaky, very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, did you see? Did you see the video that everybody was making fun of the Browns? Um, they had Deshaun Watson getting ready for training camp, and he was. The tweet is just Deshaun Watson, and it's a dart on a dartboard, and he's throwing it ten yards into a net, just like while he's walking off the practice field, like it's not a drill or anything. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That, we, need, we need to do, I know TJ doesn't like to do it, but like I could actually enjoy, I would enjoy doing a whole day of NFL division previews, like segment by segment, because especially the NFC North is fascinating. Yeah. Where Watson could be good and the Browns could have a renaissance. The same thing with the Ravens under Todd Munkin. And finally getting some receivers, although I do think Odell is over the hill. So yeah, I'm that that division is kind of up up for grabs, although I do feel like it should be Joe Burrows for the foreseeable future. Oh yeah. No, I'd agree with that. And we did do predictions last year. We just didn't take a whole show to do it. Right, right. Like, but I, I mean I'm totally game to do segments, long segments on like, even if it's spread out throughout a week. I can spend ten minutes on a division. We'll start an NFL podcast, pal. No, too much. <laughs> too much. Uh, another texture says they make a thick A1 that is great for burgers and fries. Mm. Like, uh, you get down with that. Yeah, thick, thick would be good. Uh, skirt steak cut into strips for you, Scoots. You can dip that in A1. Yeah, and it's cheap. Very cheap. It's a good idea. Uh, the call in line just went down. Just a heads up from Shane and O'Bannon, and it's back up. <laughs> less, than, less than a minute. <laughs> we did it 
Um, I've seen Scuttlebutt on a third Salsaritas locations. Can we get a comment on that? Oh, we're going to have to ask because I would love a third Salsaritas. That would, yeah, that'd be all. Where would they put it? There's a vacant building uh, on Woodlawn, 2,000 square feet. It'd be the perfect walk-in location. I need to hit up Salsaritas. Tell them we need that there. We need that there. Was out of the country on vacation last week. Binge watch SEC Media Days when I got back. Wanted to give Nick and the on three team props for their work last week. Also, you need to try to get Connor O'Gara on the show this fall. I enjoy Connor O'Gara from Saturday Down South. Very much so. He's got his pulse on the SEC. He tried he tried to convince me why Shane Beamer isn't the worst, and he made a good argument. <laughs> I'm still not falling for it, but he's a good dude. If you haven't watched that video, go check it out. And uh, appreciate the, the 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 props there, Texter. Uh, and we're going to wrap up the show with Kirby saying, Roush saying Cal is known for elite eights because he went to five and eight years instead of final fours when he went to four of those in a five-year span. Come on, Roush. I mean, he did, and he went to more. I mean, he's... Four and to, five to is better than five and eight. Yeah, but he <laughs> all... I mean, he went to more. I mean, you if you stretch it out even further... Yeah, it wasn't five and eight either. Like it was uh, six, I want to say, because the seventeen team did, and so did the twenty-one, or so did the twenty team. No, nineteen. Seventeen and nineteen went. PJ Washington and Monk and Fox in them. Uh, so yeah, if you stretch that out, I think it's seven and nine years instead of four and five. Whereas four and five is better, but it's stretched out further. He's been in the elite eight longer, and if you frame it in Final Four. People talk about a Final Four drought. They don't talk about a Elite Eight drought because that was not that long ago. So, good point. Ooh, and now I'm ready for some breakfast. It has been a pleasure hanging out with you today, Scoots. I hope you get your stuff packed. Oh, you man. Reach the finish line. Yeah, I've got We're a busy have day. The sports talker, TJ Walker, back tomorrow for a Tuesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Don't miss it. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Roll call.